What's up, guys? And uh, welcome to yet another episode of Spill Your Mind. Uh, you might have noticed that I'm coming more consistently with these episodes. And uh, thank you for everyone that's tuning into this particular podcast. I have received a lot of love from the last podcast as well. So uh, today I've brought on uh, a good guest. Uh, I'm sure, you you guys will figure that out throughout the course of this podcast. He his name is Arunjay Sinha. And uh, he's also a fellow podcaster, uh, surprisingly, at the podcast, uh, at a podcast called the Almighty Podcast. Uh, and uh, to bring more context, he's also my high school friend. So we went to the same high school. We grew up together. Uh, so that is how I know him. And I thought I'd bring him on the podcast uh, to speak about a very uncommon topic that isn't really talked about uh, amongst at least students at least, is about their high school and how they transition back to college. So that's what I brought. Uh, I mean, I, I brought uh, Arinje to talk about that. So welcome, Arinje. Thank you for you know coming to the podcast. And before we start, do you want to uh, start off with any opening remarks? Yeah, man. Uh, I just want to say it's great to be on the podcast. Thank you for thinking of me. Uh, it's kind of weird, you know, being on this side because I, as you mentioned, I'm a podcaster. I'm used to like introducing guests. It's it's a new experience to be introduced as such, but it's Fair. fun, man. It's great, as yeah. Okay, perfect. So, um, you know, like I said, me and Ajay, we went to the same uh, high school, and uh, for all those that didn't know, I've spent most of my life uh, along uh, Ajay as well, uh, in UAE and in a particular emirate called Fujairah. Okay, so this is a very secluded area, not much popping off like Dubai, all the Dubai kids and things like that. So we have, we went to a relatively, uh, relatively small high school. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, things were very like calm and small and not much going on. So now, now I don't want to talk too much about high school as such, but, uh, I wanted to, because now that when I think about high school, so many different memories come back to my mind, right? Two years now, now that we're like out of high school for two years, I want to know what you think about high school. Like, do you really miss it? How is the experience for you now that you're two years out of high school? Yeah. So Steve, in all honesty, I did not enjoy high school. Uh, it was not one of the most pleasant experiences of my life. And I didn't see the point in what we were studying back then. As for the shift, uh, so I'm in Manipal right now, Manipal Institute of Technology. In high school, we had around 40 people in our batch, right? See, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 40 people, commerce, science, both included. And right now I'm with a student body of 1,770. That is a bad strength. So that has been a major shift. The fact that there are so many people to talk to, so many people to listen to, and a lot of a lot more people to share your experiences with. That's one of the main reasons I started a podcast. You know, there's so many people out there in my batch, so many interesting people, and there's no way that I'll get to talk to all of them, right? So that is one of the biggest shifts I, I feel from college, from school to college. School is a very protected environment, right? You grew up with these people, these 40 people, and you, you were supposed to be close with them. And everything you guys do is basically together. And then you get put into college where there are 1,700 people and all sorts of people. You'll find good people. You'll find people who will cheat you. Who will find, you'll find people you'll fall in love with. You'll find, you'll find your best friends. You'll find your business partners. You'll find all sorts of people. So I feel like my biggest culture shock for uh, school to college would be the increase in the number of people. And uh, in all honesty, that is that is a process which you can always enjoy, right? Like, uh, like 
right now i'm in college right now i'm working on a project and i i just had lunch with the right 15 random people <laughs> from my batch and it is always fun to do stuff like that so yeah i mean that uh, the transition has definitely opened up and it's changed me as a person who goes out and just talks to random people because that's all you can do over here right right and uh, like i totally get you like and but this is uh, on a side note i see a lot of uh, like high schoolers like probably out of high school or maybe like a couple of years down the line when they think about high school the memories that they have are not very fond uh, sometimes they most 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 of the times they have bad memories in regards to the syllabus uh, the curriculum and things of that sort but leaving that aside can you is there is there any way you could pick out maybe one or two memories that is both a good experience and a bad, bad experience that you remember from high school so this is kind of hilarious i was just talking about this with my team in manipal a few days ago so uh, in in uh, pujera whenever we had an exam if you remember steve whenever we had we had any sort of major exam all the boys in our section would just go for this thing called a groupis where <laughs> yeah so uh, you know you're going to get fucked in the exam because all of us would definitely fail but we'd yeah. go for this thing called a groupis where all of us would just go to the fucking washroom 5 minutes before the exam and we'd try to memorize the entire syllabus in that 5 minutes yeah it's, yeah it was fucking hilarious uh, so i i think groupis is something i'll never forget uh right yeah that, that that was extremely fun and i remember uh, w- the other thing which i definitely remember once was like uh, our entire the boys section we went to pe once for ke- before chemistry class because we were just fucking stupid and uh, then our supervisor comes into the room and he asks how many people in the entire batch failed the chemistry mock test or something like that and i remember all of us like our entire group just oh, raising yeah. our hands together right if you remember that The, yeah, those yeah. memories like that you know bitter sweet memories where you get fucked but then it was kind of fun as well yeah. so uh, you you always remember things like that and i think these are the memories which are worth which are worth holding on to i mean there's a lot of spite in school as you mentioned if we talk i mean i'm sure that if you recall your school memories you'll find a lot of bs and a lot of bt right yeah but uh, looking back at it looking back at it now when i have had 2 years to process what all went on in high school i just remember the good stuff and i choose to only remember the good stuff and move on with it i mean it was bad it's fine it's, i get it but like every bad experience has something good attached to it right so i i right. just on a personal level just choose to go with that 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 is something that i've noticed as well so uh, i'll i'll lay out my experience right so in high school i think uh, i didn't generally hate it especially these are some things that i noticed right when you're in a system you always hate it right you see the other side of the spectrum you're like oh that is the best path and whatever i'm in right now is absolutely terrible but when you're out of the system and you have time to introspect you're like it wasn't so bad after all like i had so many good experiences i had friends you know i had people to talk to so uh, now that i think about it high school wasn't the worst experience but like when i was in it i didn't really like it although i had friends although i had like a gang to you know go with uh, i didn't particularly like it so what, one decision that i made right when i went out of uh, high school was that i am never going to go to a place where people know me so i'm going to go to a place that is absolutely new and i'm going to rebrand my entire image so anyone that knew me from fujera is not going to come with that uh, prejudice that steve is this guy that steve is that guy this is what he used to do 
and everyone so that's why i went to uh, mangalore and mangalore no one, no one knew me like not a single soul knew me so i was like look this is none of these people know me they don't know anything i've done in the past no, they don't know what the 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 stupid things i've done the good things i've done so they have no prejudice to come with so mm-hmm. in that sense i i kind of tried to rebrand myself uh, to this whole new uh, i guess set of people in college uh so th- that was what my experience with high school was but as soon as i transitioned to uh, india right something that i've noticed is that we don't learn anything actually in high school in the sense not in the, not in, as a syllabus uh, not not as syllabus topic i'm saying about life as such because when you're independent when you're going to live alone uh, there's uh, so many things that you don't consider that that's just shoved into your face when you go back to india so i just want to know what is your transition phase was uh, what what your transition phase was like uh, did you have any difficulties when you were like left all alone all alone in like manipal or and how did you cope up with it yeah so uh, that's a good question really so i'll i'll start from an uh, i'll start from an ac- academic point of view of sorts i'd say so in india you know you know there's a, there's a lot of hype i mean in engineering college and there's a lot of hype about this thing called je mains and je advanced i'm sure everybody has heard of it lots of bt attached to it uh, everyone in my college keeps crying about it so the thing is in india they're modeled in this way from 10th 11th 12th grade ki no you have to give this competitive exam you have to go for you have to fucking go to iit you have to go to nit you just you just have to do the shit right compare that to what we were doing in 9th 10th 11th 12th when these guys were grinding their asses off in like coaching institutes and everything we were out there like just exploring startups or like doing music production you remember idea board yeah <laughs> let's not talk about it so uh, <laughs> yeah so uh, in that retrospect these guys were just like you know made with that grind attitude and this whole mentality that they can like sit for 17 hours and just finish it off and they have a very analytical way of thinking so when i came to manipal and in my first year so okay so uh, honest honest point about manipal is that majority of them are just like people who didn't get into iit like any engineering college you go out in india is a people right. who didn't get into iit they missed yeah. it out by a bit so i saw this people who spent i i i was at the same level with these people who spent at least four years grinding on iit like so from an academic point of view we were far off dude we were nowhere close to how good these people were at grasping concepts etc so uh, that is some bit something which i think i'm still struggling with in transition wise ki these people they they are very good at like grasping concepts and then you know like just implementing it and uh, actually if i think of it je is a very beautiful exam it's, it tests it tests your concepts and whatever at an at a stage which is not really viable for a normal high yeah. school student so you need to have that extra something in your head to do good at je so that is what i see people over here man like these people they have that grind mentality and that is something like first year i struggled a bit academically because i couldn't keep up but now i choose to be inspired by this like dude fuck i can also do this and uh, yeah i'm i'm working on a lot of projects with people you know a, lo- a lot of people like okay so let's put it this way remember how we say that whatever you study in school or college does not matter yeah right but if you just sit down look at your course plan look at just read the introduction part of your textbooks which we never read we just fucking went on to exercise questions and all if you read it you'll see that it is all very beautifully designed 
Indian textbooks and uh, the course plan, they are actually extremely elegant and uh, this thing, what do you call it? Uh, they're very industry oriented. So that is something that is something which I learned after coming to India. It's like, just, just don't diss on the system. Just take a minute, read it and then decide what you want to do. So uh, I think academically it was a it was a very big culture shock for me. And uh, apart from that, transitioning, I didn't really I didn't really find any problems, dude. I mean, like high schoolers have the same problem everywhere. Like and people are it. We just have the same problem. Like like you know, not in a relationship, girlfriend, name will read type of thing. Then <laughs> studies, jobs, career, internship is the same problems, right? So we kind of bonded over that. So I, I I didn't really think I don't really think I could see anything other than the academic point. Okay, so uh, this is just like for my clarification. You you kind of mentioned that the Indian education system is in a sense very beautiful if you really think about it, uh, as a, as opposed to the mainstream that you know it's a broken system and things of that sort. So do you think it is broken or do you think we just don't see the beauty in it? No. The- education system is definitely broken the way they take exams is broken i'm talking about this course plan if you so uh, if uh, what i'm saying is basically you take the same things which are taught to us in cbse 12th grade the same portion don't change the portion at all and just change the way exams are held not just stupid ass questions where you just mem- memorize the derivation and put it down this yeah. the same thing right like for example in india we are taught like nine different circuits for a radio controller let's just, let's just say that okay so in our exam, we'll just be asked to like, you know, let's just draw those circuits in those nine circuits. But if you go to the UK or something, they'll teach you those nine circuits. Then they'll tell you to design the 10th circuit on your own. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Our course is not bad. You get a lot of technical knowledge and it's very industry oriented, but the way we test people on it is garbage. It's absolutely garbage. So yeah. All right. Got it. Got it. So, uh, I mean, you mentioned that you study in Manipur. So something, I have like a lot of questions on Manipal actually, because, you know, there's, it's, it's hyped up, uh, obviously. And uh, this is my personal dream. I tell my personal dream as such, it's like, you know, making, being a billionaire or something. But I tell my friends, you know, before I end my uh, three years of college, I want to visit Manipal once and see what the hype is all about. I want to maybe, yeah, that's what. So I was like, you know, I have friends there. So we'll just go there uh, one day or how many other days see how it what, what the i guess hype is all about so my question is now that you are in manipal obviously uh, you get to experience the culture a little more and you already spoken a little bit about the the uh, the talent and the potential of people over there uh, but what do you think about manipal as a culture do you think it's overhyped or is it not that great Manipal as a culture, that is very interesting because uh, mostly when you ask a Manipalite to describe Manipal, they'll call it a vibe. Manipal, and I agree with that. Manipal is to some extent it's a vibe, man. It's a it's a vibe. It's uh it's Manipal. I would say is the definition of work hard and party equally harder. So in uh, so that's the thing. No, uh, right now if you look at Manipal as a whole. There are 30,000 students in Manipal in all the colleges together. Like Manipal College of Arts, Manipal College of Dentistry, Engineering, Hotel Management. We have a lot of college. It's it's purely a vibe, dude. It's like 
you work super hard throughout the day everybody is working on something cool man we are building mars rovers we are building satellites our dance crew just uh, were like one of the best in the world in 2017 world hip hop challenge in the us uh, our hotel management institutes is ranked, ranked as one of the best in the countries so a lot of good shit happens in manipal but then the thing with manipal is that uh, okay so the thing with no, uh, this part of karnataka in general is that people are super chill they like professors also they couldn't give a shit if you drink or anything as long as it just doesn't come up to their name right as long as you're getting work done nobody gives a shit if you go out partying you you drink you have a girlfriend nobody cares that's the beautiful part about manipal you could like uh, there's no judgment from people you could be holding hands with your girlfriend in the middle of the city and you know as it's an indian society right it's very conservative but in manipal as long as you get your work done no uncle no auntie no didi no anna acha nobody will give a shit as long right. as you do good work so that is what i think manipal I, uh, on some aspects is overhyped as in like you know people talk about partying culture in manipal but nobody talks about the work ethic of manipal students yes mm-hmm. we do that, like, that's what pubbing yeah, that's, is yeah. that's kind of what i wanted to get into because uh, i hear people i've heard people compare uh, manipal culture to that of la culture where la culture also the work ethic is really strong like people get a lot of things done over there which is why they go there even dubai as well like a lot of people get uh, things done in dubai in la in i guess manipal as well uh, but often i guess because of this rat race because of this hustle culture i feel like especially in la it's a bubble of its own right the human connection is not as genuine i feel as in like let's say another place uh, let's say another rural uh, state or in maybe another state in india so my my question is in this entire uh, rat race or maybe maybe you can somehow uh, summarize it as a rat race in manipal because of the work culture do you think the people are more fictitious in nature or are they equally genuine with you as well okay so in that aspect i i just say that you have to find your people man you just have to find your people anywhere you go right uh, for example like obviously not everyone is genuine in manipal a lot of people okay how do i put this like if you want to get your if you want to get work done you have to be a little fictitious right so that is something i agree with you that la culture bubble thing a lot of people are fictitious in manipal a lot of people will just use you as to get work done but at the same time because of the student population 30000 different students from like all over india and abroad put into one place you'll always find genuine people as well so i won't say that all connections in manipal are fictitious in nature but uh, it, i mean it's just a part of college life man you'll, you'll you you'll go you'll interact with fictitious people you'll find genuine people you'll find your true and then you'll you'll just vibe with them and that's that's something which i did i uh, that's actually a very good part of our transition from school to college uh, in school i did not think that i had a genuine like connection with anyone even after like 10 years of like studying together no offense no offense yeah, uh, yeah. but like yeah but uh, in school i just didn't feel like you know i could count on someone for some, getting something done but uh, that's the beauty of college right you get to meet new people and in just like in the span of 2 years we are so close and 
I feel like I've I've truly found my I've truly found my own vibe, my own Manipal vibe, if you if you'd like to say. So yeah, it it is a sea of fictitious creatures, but you'll always find genuine connections in it. Interesting. So uh, what about you, man? What about what's the scene in Mangalore? Is, is it is is it very genuine, or do you also interact with fictitious people? Right. So uh, how I describe Mangalore to people is it's that it's Fujaira, especially to people in Fujaira. It's Fujaira, but a little bigger. That's all. It's uh, it's a t- very tight knit community. There aren't too many people in Mangalore, and uh, the colleges are also pretty limited. Uh, and uh, yeah. So because it's a tight knit community, if you meet a few people, you'll probably meet them in other places as well, right? There aren't like. too many people in the city that you know every single interaction is with a new person so uh, in a sense i have this general energy of fujaira but uh, in regards to fictitious people in regards to uh, yeah real people uh, i feel that uh, i pretty much go with your lines dude i i don't really believe in the fact that uh, like uh, there are fictitious people everywhere uh, exactly. sometimes yeah sometimes in, i see some some i guess forms of fictitiousness if that's even a word in me as well i'll be honest with you uh it's it's in, it's bound to be there in all of us in some degree uh, in shape some shape or form but uh, it's just that there are also self aware people like in my college there are a lot of self aware people self people who genuinely want to do good genuinely who want to work with you who are out there for the good of you so again it's just it's just it's just a matter of time before you find those people uh but that's a good segue into my next uh um, question so i had a general like i said when i came to mangalore i had a uh, idea right that i want to rebrand myself i didn't i wanted to build this new identity before this new crowd that is uh, that is a crowd in mangalore so i i kind of picked out uh, general strategies or some sort of habits that that helped me get there so for you how how did you approach this new uh, i mean manipal life of you of yours like did you just try to wing it or uh, did you like deliberately try doing something that you know got to where you are right now so uh, moving out of high school i just had a i had a few clear goals in mind as to what i want to do like uh, i'd say I, i kind of tampered my relations with some people in fujaira so that kind of screwed me over for the rest of my school life but let's say moving into college i just wanted to do four or five things which really want uh, which i wanted to do to basically rebrand myself as you mentioned i wanted to work on cool projects which and i wanted to meet genuine people like actually find good friends i wanted to be a better human being and i wanted to make some money on the way <laughs> because why not so i rebranded myself along these lines i i tried my best to help people wherever i could i took uh, and i i learned a lot about this thing what do you call it i i, I read up a lot on uh, concepts like feminism and uh, uh, this thing uh, things along those lines i talked to a lot of people about it i lo- i talked to a lot of my female friends about uh, you know safety wagera wagera which things which i didn't bother with in high school uh i got to work uh, i wanted to work on a lot of cool projects so i spent a lot of time like rebranding myself as this really technical guy 
and uh, if you remember if you remember in school I, i didn't know shit in physics class or chemistry class like none of us did but like yeah yeah so i i i spent i spent long nights like just sitting down like to uh, like you know learning all these concepts and like today i work on robots and sort of satellites etc so i i worked on rebranding myself on those ends i genuinely worked on becoming a better human being i discovered spirituality which has uh, genuinely helped me a quite a lot in past one year or so i discovered spirituality i talked to people about it i discovered buddhism uh, i discovered nature in buddhism so i i think the best thing you can go to uh, you, the best mindset to have whenever you're going to college is just be open to new experiences know what you want like in manipal okay so this is something which a lot of people don't talk about in manipal it's uh, basically sometimes the party culture in manipal right as i mentioned is work hard play hard but sometimes some people uh, it they, they just focus on the partying aspect of things and they just kind of get lost uh, if you, if you know what i mean like you know there's nothing going right in your life or like uh, and you just take one drink then that converts into two and then next thing you know you're just an alcoholic or shit like that so uh, a lot of people have that a lot of people who are like very uh, straight forward and innocent of sorts in high school they come into manipal with that you know i want to experience new things and uh, then they just get lost in that they right. just uh, yeah so uh, i mean if you're rebranding yourself that is something which you always have to be careful about right you just just like just don't get lost in stuff and i've seen that happen to yeah. good people good people that i know in first year they right now right now they are in quite a bit quite a bit of trouble they have issues with addiction so yeah when you're rebranding yourself you have to be careful as well because there's positive rebranding and negative rebranding so yeah, just I focus guess. on the positive yeah please the, yeah the problem of the modern i guess modern age right that we live in is that we have the dilemma of choice and especially when you're like you said when you're in the stage of rebranding when you don't know what is going on with your life and you have so many choices to explore uh and you try all of them it's easy to get lost so uh, i guess i guess my way or something that i would suggest to my older self if i were to do this all over again is to rebrand with a proper uh, idea in mind to understand what you want to do and then explore because otherwise you'll be you'll end up exploring too many options some some of which you don't really need to even explore and then you might even you know lose in its uh, i guess in its path or something like that but two things i'm very interested to talk to you now that you brought it up uh, it's 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 i i really want to touch upon it first about first uh, topic is about your work with uh, robots and uh, this is again context to the audience uh, arinjay wo- worked on a student uh, project with the isro again correct me if i'm wrong uh, with the, with isro it's called parikshit and uh, he was uh, the uh, head of the uh, entire project so give me some understanding about it and uh, you know how the entire project evolved yeah so uh, thank you for the free promotion for parikshit by the way so uh, b- basically uh, we are working on a 2u class nano satellite and uh, the primary payload for the entire thing would be a thermal camera which can just take thermal images it will pass over manipal like seven times a day and mm-hmm. we'll we'll get the downlink on our beacon wagera wagera so the main focus of it is that uh, you get thermal images from the indian subcontinent and you can decide ag- uh, where 
where which places will be the best for agricultural practices based on that yeah. uh, you will you, you can decide which places are the best for agricultural practices wagera wagera based on that okay. and the secondary payload is an edt which is an electrodynamic tether in layman's term tether is basically a very long wire which will uh, it's made out of the same material which kevlar is made out of kevlar okay. is those bullet proof vest so uh, it's it's just a very long wire which will extend out of our satellite at the end of its mission span and in principle it is supposed to bring it back down to the planet it will just deorbit it so it, the satellite does not contribute to space junk and uh, as of now we are the first team we are actually the only and the first team in the world to be working on an edt and uh, if we are successful then uh, this thing what do you call it we'll be the only team in the world to ever implement an edt during uh, deorbiting so uh, just just cool shit like that man that's uh, that, that right. is something i'm working on the right so and, i mean uh, obviously this is an interesting concept but now when when you get into such a project i i believe like even i when i whenever i've gotten into certain projects there are always unintended consequences unintended uh things that happen along the way that you never anticipated for right so when you got into the into this project what is some things that you know you never thought you'd had to deal with but you just ended up having to deal with it so uh, the, just for uh, forgetting uh, not talking about this project just talking about in general as well steve from my experience in this project uh whenever you are in a leadership position right like right now you mentioned i was a team leader in parikshit whenever you are at a leadership sort of stage that time you you'll have to face a lot of backroom chatter especially from people you thought you were close to so that is something which i which was new to me how to deal with backroom chatter on a professional level even to the people who are doing it are your friends so uh, that is a skill you have to learn it's basically diplomacy to some extent so you know because i thought that if you want to lead a project you have to be really good at technical stuff and you need to know how to communicate with people more than that it it's a lot more than that you need to know hr is basically a very big part of leadership in my opinion you need to be very good at human resources you need to understand the person you need to understand their emotions and uh, what what they're thinking of etc uh, etc et and what they will be thinking of in the future everything you just need to have a have some sort of perspective in your head and you need to treat everyone extremely kindly this is something like okay so when i first got my position i was a little arrogant about it because like you know i was in second year and mostly second years don't get anything and i was like so uh, uh, it was a good lesson on humbleness and uh, how to treat people so i i'd say i i'd say yeah like one thing which i've definitely didn't expect was a lot of backroom chatter and uh, things along those lines and how to deal with them i i feel like i'm at a better position to deal with uh, shit right that uh, going into the future and mm. uh, i'll just correct you a little steve you mentioned that i was a team leader uh, as of this saturday as of last sunday i left my position at parikshit because okay. uh, i wanted i wanted to work on a few other projects right so i'm i'm working on a few apps in our innovation center uh as mentioned i'm working on robots as well right now uh okay. projects which i can't really disclose because okay. i have nda signed up for that but uh, mm-hmm. i'm i'm working uh, like i felt like i have evolved beyond parikshit a little so i'm just exploring new projects now it's, that's also good right you should always keep growing right so yeah right. got it and uh, obviously uh i was interested to know like like 
the arinji that i knew back in high school and again for the audience uh like like arinji said like uh you know after college i'm sorry after high school i didn't bother to keep connections with anyone like i have maybe one or two max people that i still talk to consistently today uh but besides that like all the friends that and, and this is not to say that the, the those people are not friends anymore uh but it's just that you know none of us bother to uh, keep up with each other we just see each other probably on our instagram pages through stories and things like that but besides that there is no human connection that we used to have uh back in high school so uh just like that that arinjay was also my my relationship with arinjay was also in in that i guess lane where we didn't really talk much we didn't discuss much about each other's lives and things of that sort so this is pretty much this this is a place where you know i'm getting to know him in a sense and also catching up with catching up with him uh, in, in 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 some sense so i was very interested to know that you have gotten into spirituality right this is a new mm-hmm. uh, path you've taken so tell me how you got to that place why did you pick it up yeah so as mentioned you i think you also mentioned it right so when you're reinventing or rebranding yourself you need to know what you want mm. right so that question what do i want i couldn't find that answer anywhere like i i searched a lot of it i, I watched a lot of tech talks wagera but i couldn't really i couldn't really see what what's up with so uh, yeah so as mentioned that i couldn't find the answer as to what i want what do i want to do in life 10 years from now and that is when i turned on to this podcast uh, it's very famous in india it's called the ranveer show if you know about it Is it, uh, isn't it watched, beer biceps? Oh no! Yeah, beer biceps. Yeah, beer biceps. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's called the Ranveer Show. Uh, highly recommended podcast. I'd say I still listen to it at times. So this guy goes on and talks about spirituality. How he changed his life from an alcoholic at the age of eighteen to one of the most successful YouTubers in India, and he talked about it with such like prowess and such intensity. He mentioned concepts from Bhagavad Gita, Vagera, Vagera, etc. so that is basically what what spiked my interest in spirituality first that like even in the bhagavad gita it's mentioned that no matter how good you are like maybe you might be the best podcaster in the world you might be the best uh, technical person in the world best uh, ca in the world if you can just be the best entrepreneur in the world but as long as you don't conquer the battle within you can't fight the battles outside you have to first conquer your inner battles right you need to know what you want so in my rebranding process before college Uh, i i i just i was just looking i was just looking for answers as to what do i want and the only thing which came to me is that i don't want to continue as the same high school arinjay because i was not happy with myself i did not i was not proud of the person i was so i came i came across this form of uh, meditation it's called om chanting which uh, which is something i still follow which is something i still can practice you, can you give like a little context yeah i'll, I'll give you a little context i'll i'll okay. give you a con- i'll give you some context uh i i still follow it on a daily basis so om chanting is basically you sit in any position you feel comfortable you can sit on a chair there's no particular pose to it uh in a, in a dark room preferably and you chant om or if you if you're a little, little religious because spirituality is all about religion you can chant amen if you're christian or like amen that doesn't really matter what you're ch- chanting but uh, you just you just chant om for like 20 minutes straight and uh, spirituality is all about you know letting thoughts come into your head and then just observing them and letting them go 
a lot of people say that you have to empty your mind and not let thoughts come in that's all bullshit you can't do that that's kind of impossible because you're human your thoughts will come so it's just about like just chanting om thinking about the thoughts that are coming just letting it pass by on its own just not forcing anything out of it so you do this for like you start with 5 minutes a day you go up to 10 then 15 then 20 and like just how much ever you're comfortable with so as of now i do this for about 20 25 minutes a day i've been doing this for a year now so uh, yeah i think that has and dude, this thing with meditation is right see it's like going to the gym you won't really see any gains unless you do it for like 3 months regularly so one month into meditation i started perceiving things a lot more clearly mm-hmm. and i find like this is the time right after high school it's like uh, i think school ended in april 2019 yeah so this was may june july so before college i kind of knew what i wanted now that uh, this thing what do you call it i i want th- i want this 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 for my life and answers just start coming to you man that is like in in school i wasn't that big of a believer in god as well uh i i i kind of made fun of people who were but going forward now i think that there you can call him jesus or like allah or like krishna you can call him whatever you want but there is someone or something just watch looking out for you right and that that is something which has really helped me out man like that that is something which has helped me like take a lot of good decisions in life and uh, just just help me out of some really shitty situations out there so yeah i mean so, some sort of spirituality or like i won't say i won't say be a, be a god fearing person but a god loving person yeah. uh, you you i mean a lot of people are uh, this thing also right you can call him a lot of people are not comfortable with the word god so you just you can just use the word the universe or like just just some sort of force which binds us together so yeah in if you if i go to if i go to a scientific point of view it's called the quantum field theory where it just says that all of us are interconnected with each other so uh, yeah man just like this, this is something looking out for you and that belief has helped me reinvent myself a lot so the question as to what you want has been answered by uh, spirituality right right so i mean uh, this is a general trend i even i see uh, amongst high schoolers or even people outside high school i mean sorry outside college students as well is that the the thriving for something more than what is tangible here on like what we see around us right they 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 craving for something more there is a void in them that they can't seem to fill with money with friends with parties they they just can't fill it with anything that they can find here so there's some craving for some extra spiritual or extra in extraordinary experience of some sort so why do you think this is so why do you think the youth of our country or even uh, people all around the world are craving for this that's that's actually a very heavy question dude so in in all honesty man i'm just i'm just 20 years old i can't really answer that on a very high level i can just tell you what i understand and just take it with a grain of salt because i don't understand a lot of stuff still a lot to learn but uh, in my in my context i feel like it is the same thing which will smith says right you will always want something better which another person has regardless of whether that makes you happy or not will smith says said this in 2016 or 2015 he said that we always strive for better we always strive for getting we always strive for spending money or spending an experience on something which we don't want which we don't need 
just to impress people we don't like so it's just this feeling of being wanted right if you've read this book called you will know harari's uh, sapiens uh he has mentioned that humans we are social creatures we survived homo sapiens as a species we survived because we were social because we gossiped so all of us want to be part of some all of us want to be part of some sort of group or some like we just want to feel belonged and to some extent that just ends up keeping a void in you because you always try chasing some something or the other it's it's never rest right it's like as i mentioned right now i finished with pariksha but i was not satisfied with it it i still felt voided as to name it i i need to do more so i i went on to i went i went on to other bigger projects so uh, yeah we are always trying to chase the next big thing we that is something which will always leave a void with you right you will never be satisfied with what you have you have a really good working relationship someone will always have a better one you won't be satisfied you are working on amazing projects you open linkedin there will always be some person who is better than you and you won't be satisfied with what you are so that feeling of void is dissatisfaction according to me and especially in today's day where like you uh, you are so connected with people you uh, you know about people's achievements in an instant you know how good some like you know if your friend is in a relationship they obviously post like cute couple pics on the stories so you won't be satisfied with your life so dissatisfaction is what is driving anxiety and that void which you have mentioned in our in our uh, uh, people of our age our parents didn't really deal with this because back then if you had any sort of government job you were considered you were considered like top level you were satisfied and we were not as interconnected back then as we are today so i mean th- that is that is the only thing like you, you mentioned right the rat race this is like chasing one thing and then going after the other and then going after the other that is something which you have to stop man like satisfaction inner satisfaction inner peace is something which is definitely lacking from our generation and i feel like and i feel like if you're good at something there's always be uh, going to be someone who's better than you at that and that's okay that's fine it's 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 there are 8 billion people on the planet you can obviously not be the best at anything and once you realize that fact that it's it's okay to have someone be better at something you'll you'll gradually start feeling that void and that feeling of emptiness whatever which you feel but right. then then again just take everything i've said with a grain of salt because even i feel this void at times i'm i'm also human man i'm also 20 so uh, yeah so this is just my point of view on it i mean i'm sure you might have something else to say so yeah right right no uh, you brought up the point of dissatisfaction and uh, and also the point of the fact that we are interconnected to to uh, an extent that our parents that our great grandfathers weren't and uh, in a sense now that i introspect right in sorry in retrospect uh, when you think about again coming back to the topic of social media and how this these tools were built to connect us it has interconnected us to such an extent that we are disconnected at the same time when everything is so connected and it's such an irony because uh let's say when these tools were made i mean just gen- by j- following general logic you would be like okay the more you're connected the more your experiences would be fulfilled you're the more happier your guys are going to become but now we experience that because we are so connected we are so dissatisfied with ourselves because we are constantly comparing ourselves to people around us and uh, things of that sort so uh has the has, has your spiritual awakening 
somehow given you a fresh perspective in regards to uh, social media and how you manage your time with it or uh, or have you ha- have you somehow uh, i mean built a healthy balance between your regular life and your life online social media uh, so spirituality and social media that's very interesting so uh, no man in all honesty it hasn't affected my the amount of time i use my social media like i'm a big reels addict i love reels uh, and things along those lines but it has definitely helped me with that comparing all a formula which you were talking about see the thing with spirituality is once you get a little spiritual when you get a little bit of spiritual perspective you'll start seeing you'll start thinking in things which are beyond yourself be, things which are greater than you you'll like for example uh, for example if you, if you're a great singer then you'll know that like sing art form or anything it is just like it's 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 just god flowing through you so that's just something which i i learned right like how do i put this it's like every time i work on a project or i complete a code or like rig up a circuit or a business plan or something i don't think that it's it's like it's me who's doing it i always think that there's a higher power which has been helping me do it like even right now dude this this podcast is completely this thing what you call it right it's completely unscripted you didn't give me a script we didn't prepare at all but all answers right now they're just coming to me and just think about it this way steve sometimes you're just thinking and an idea just comes to your head like a eureka moment what is that eureka moment why do humans have a eureka moment right. in my opinion in my opinion it's 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 basically it's it's uh, it's basically some sort of higher power or some some sort of this thing what do you call it uh, it's it's basically god working through you so once you give up that arrogance that yeah, i did this with my skill set or like i am good at this because of my skill set or like i built this massive business empire because i'm really good at business and talking to people etc once you give that put up and uh, like just admit to the fact that someone some someone or something great better than you it social media game stop affecting you utna like uh, like you will still get affected but it won't be that severe because you know that like your own story is getting scripted and it's fine someone else is doing good that's okay but you are also doing equally good so just the insight you get uh, from spirituality that is something greater at play here than just yourself and all and just give up that ego of control that you know because i did this this is happening right now so i mean if i'm not droning off on and on about this i'd like to give another example yeah yeah so this on. is by this is by an iskon iskon priest so imagine that a truck is stationary and you're trying to pull it so it's a massive truck steve do you think you can pull a truck on your own no no right so imagine you're just pulling it right now and suddenly suddenly a driver comes into the truck puts it on reverse and the truck truck starts going backwards so in your head you think that you're the one who's doing this because you didn't see the driver get in right so you think oh my god i'm so strong i'm pulling this truck but no there's someone greater at play here the driver is uh the one who's actually doing the work and you're just the one who's desiring for it to happen you're you're just a desirer so i i believe all humans are just desirers and uh, when something actually happens it is god at play so, so i i don't uh, want to sound like an 80 year old uncle but yeah <laughs> right right no and now okay so something i mean uh again 
I just want to uh, put this not disclaimer as such. Again, my own point is that uh, I see this there's this uh, sudden disgust around people when they hear the word God, because uh, again, you you may have different opinions on traditional religions as opposed to your your new age religion uh, religions. Uh, but people when they hear, hear the word God, it's like it's like something unscientific right it's it's not really real it's a myth uh people say uh but like rnj said somewhere along this podcast you can you can somehow substitute the word like if you don't believe in god you can substitute the word god with uh i don't know the universe even the brain some people use as a substitute for god because it is so so supernatural in a sense right because we don't understand the functions of the brain some people equate that to god in itself so whatever it may be but the point of the conversation was to say that there is a higher power that is beyond you that that's something that you are not in control of uh, but uh, Arunji, something that i'm interested in, now that you're into uh, i mean you've been we've been talking about spirituality for a while and i'll, I'll end the topic with just one last question there's this uh, sudden there's not a sudden trend but it's a slow growing trend in the whole spiritual community in regards to manifestations affirmations in regards to crystals and things of that sort so uh, are you a firm believer in any of those things or uh, are, are those things something that you're very skeptical of see so manifestation it depends on what you're looking at right so if you look at manifestation it has been mentioned in indian vedas and puranas as well the modern form of manifestation is you just think about shit and then you just like start attracting it, right? In retrospect to that, uh, like there are two schools of thought over here. It's like you, you don't need to manifest shit. Whenever the time is right, the universe will just give it to you. And uh, the other school of thought is that you manifest stuff. Obviously, you need to think of a positive reaffirmment manifestation. It's, it's, in my opinion, it's very real to some extent. You have to think about stuff and believe in it. But at the same time, your effort should equally match your manifestation, right? I mean, if you if you just keep manifesting that, like, I really want a good girlfriend, you just keep thinking about it, you won't get shit. That, that's all bullshit. And you just get, like, buy seven crystal balls, like, Mirko, I, I need a girlfriend. You, you won't get shit. But if you work on your personality, you work on uh, building a better physique, you work on your goals and dreams, and you also like just think about you're just generally nice to people you you instantly become a magnet like you become like a chick magnet of sorts so uh, yeah i mean in my effect it's always manifestation plus effort you can you can never get anywhere with just sitting and thinking about shit you always have to get on your ass and do work man so, yeah. yeah and uh, yeah that, that that's something that i was skeptical of uh, and i still am to some certain degree even now because when you see these people on the internet uh, talking about affirmations, talking about uh, willing things into your own life, right? Uh, they, they, they really don't focus on the effort part. They just say, will it into existence? Uh, speak of it every single day. I mean, uh, I mean use this mantra every single day. Uh, but uh, some, uh, the reason why I feel like it works for some people or even uh, yeah, so works for some people is because subconsciously when you say these things every single day your brain is like okay look uh, if this is what you want these are some things that you need to focus on so even without you noticing you start to pay attention to your personality you start paying attention to your 
physique if that's something that you're worried about you start you start focusing on things that you never thought you would naturally focus because your your overall goal is this affirmation this mantra that you keep saying to yourself every single day so in that sense i see why it it works uh, but i'm still uh, i'm still mad at all these gurus so called gurus on the internet you know that uh, preach these things without without telling you how to do this or why this actually works uh but you know we've we've talked a lot about spirituality we've talked a lot about college and i just want to end the podcast with a very light note and uh, i thought i thought this would be a good note to end the podcast with but we both are 20s uh, in our 20s right uh, and uh, now i see more i see myself focusing more on how i should approach my 20s uh, i will soon turn 21 in uh, next year and so uh in the, the these next 10 years of my life are very crucial not not in terms only of career but in terms of relationships in terms of in terms of friends family uh you know things just general like different needs that a human being has these 10 years are very crucial so uh i've been thinking about what systems i should keep in place to live a good balanced uh life in my 20s so is if this is something that you've thought about can you can you give me a road map on what you've come up with on how to live a sensible life in your 20s okay so in all honesty i have stopped believing in road maps as such like all i know is that in my 20s i want to build cool stuff i want to build cool companies i want to help india out because after living here after talking to the people here i first hand know i've noticed the potential in the people in india and i genuinely believe that that you know superpower by 2020 was bullshit but like in the next 20 to 30 years we can do something greater in this country i as mentioned i want to take care of my relationships i want to be in a good relationship as well i want to take care of my family and uh, just overall be a good person man that's i in my opinion that's one of the most important things so i don't have any road map as such uh, if you if you if you'd say i'd say i'm just winging it <laughs> but uh, in my opinion road maps are bullshit right like you can't just yeah. decide ki you know two years from now i want to do this then i'm going to get married three years from now the, a lot of people their careers start at the age of 50 so instead of focusing on you know like making your 20s all about making investments and things along those lines i'm not saying don't do that i'm just saying that don't go with a prefix mindset that these these things i want to do just focus on who you want to be like you want to be a good person you want to be an empathetic person the rest rest of these things will follow man like 20s uh, i feel 20s are a segue into the broader area of your career like your 30s and your 40s right so 20s are all about experimenting about failing and building new shit so that, that that's basically what i'll focus on i won't focus on you know building a four long career i'll focus on exploring different fields seeing what i like seeing where i am interested like and end of the day when i die like at the, hopefully at the age of like 80 or 90 i don't want to die before that at the uh, when i'm on my deathbed i look back at my 20s and say you all right that uh, sorry when i look back at my at my life at my deathbed and i see that so i've made something out of my life i've done some cool shit in my 20s 30s and 40s and i i've led a good a good and honest life so i in my opinion that's more important so no road plan right. such, man right right like when i think about my 20s as well this is uh, not not really uh, reasonable because 
but there is a sense of pressure that comes especially in your 20s i not really like when you think about when i think about where these pressures come my parents are not shouting at me my siblings are not shouting at me there is no pressure as such but i still feel some sort of pressure uh, to do well in your 20s uh, it could be like different influences but uh, when i think about it like when when i sit back and think about it and when i talk to people like you and other people as well um uh, the more i understand is that you know we take ourselves too seriously throughout our life and especially in 20s we take ourselves too seriously that we are so rigid we are so uptight that we don't we don't flow we are not in that flow state we don't explore we don't play uh we don't have we don't embrace that inner child within us uh very often so uh if if i were to answer that question honestly like even i have no roadmaps as such i've never had roadmaps in my life uh but uh, i just have a few principles that i work on every single day in, in regards to habits and then i just wing life in regards to those with, with those principles in mind so uh that's that's pretty much it and i think i think this has been a great podcast been a great talk with you and uh, just just before we ended i just want to thank you again once again for coming on to the podcast and uh, is there anything that you want to leave the audience with yeah i i just like to leave them with this with these three words like comment share and subscribe <laughs> to steel right, right. podcast great yeah. man great it was great fun having uh, being on the podcast man it's a lot of fun thank you so uh, like thank you guys again for tuning in i like i said in the beginning of the podcast i have received a lot of love from the last podcast and i hope i really hope that you guys love love this as well i will be doing many more of these uh, throughout the weeks uh and i'm just like like i said i I've, i've mentioned this on ch- videos on my youtube channel as well i do not do this for uh, at least the likes and the sh- uh, the shares right now these are things that i'm not worried about right now i just want to have authentic conversations with people and i thought i could share those with you as well so that's what i that's why i do this right now and uh, hopefully you guys like it and i'll see you all in the next one <laughs>